Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Industrial Marketer Podcast, your place for the tips, tech, trends, and tactics. And this week, thanks for industrials who care about driving leads to their companies. As always, I am one of your hosts, Joey Strawn, a fellow neat dude and industrial marketer advocate. And uh, as always, in my co-pilot chair is Nels Pumpkin Spice Jensen. Welcome to the party, Nels. Thank you, Joey. Not a fan uh, of pumpkin spice, but hey, it's, uh, <laughs> for those who are, go for it. You know, do your thing. Right? You know what? Neither am I, to be completely honest. Now, you and I have that in common. Uh, we're anti-pumpkin spice. We'll stand on that. We'll stand together um, as the hordes of pumpkin spice lovers come and, and come after us. Uh I am so happy to be here with you today. I know I say that every week, but this week in particular, because this episode's going live on Thanksgiving, Nels. So, yeah. And you know what? I'll be honest with you, Joey. Right now, I need an attitude adjustment because uh, some of these clients are kind of driving me nuts. You know, what, <laughs> what are we going to do with these pesky clients? Oh. And so, you know, I, I uh, got the, gear, the setup going and I, it was like, Oh yeah, we're gonna be like giving thanks. So I need to. It's, it's the uh, week of thanks. Hey, you know? I need and, to. I need to get squared away here because uh, not every day well, is hunky dory in marketing um, world, especially industrial marketing. And, and it's not. Um, we live in a no. tough market. Uh, I, uh, I and I'm happy to hear you say that, Nels. And honestly, uh, and and all jokes aside, if you're one of the clients listening to this, it's totally not you. It's the <laughs> other ones. Um, but I, I'm I'm kind of with you. And I was talking about this the other day with with, with some people, and it's been a long, tough two years, honestly, let's be completely honest. It's been a long, tough year and two years for a lot of people in the industrial markets. Um, you know, there some industries have seen a lot of growth and a lot of advancement, and that's good. Um, you know, there are still some, you know, supply chain industries and specifically in driver, you know, we see shortage driver recruitment, we see shortages. So there are industries that are still having, as you say, you know, a tough time of it. There are a lot of people that are in pesky, pesky situations. And, and that's true. And that's something that we live in every day. And while I, while we're talking always about strategies to overcome those hurdles, I thought this week on the week of Thanksgiving, we could try and identify some things that have actually come up out of the year of this year, last year, this time together that have been good that we have learned at the, as either professionals that we have seen happen in the industry or movements that we have seen happen. It's just, you know, this is the week of Thanksgiving. And I thought, what a better time, Nels, than for you and I to spread out a smorgasbord on the table and have ourselves of our very own industrial marketer Thanksgiving special. What do you so think? So this Nels? is where... Yeah, this is where we put in the uh, Charlie Brown music and that. Wah, wah, wah. So. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, we need is like. I don't know if that's the Charlie. All I know is the Charlie Brown music from the Christmas, which is the jazz ensemble. Those are the those are some great ones. But yes, we need the Charlie Brown. Like we're out in the leaves. Uh, autumn right, colors are here. They're falling. There's a big table with a lot of latchkey kids running around it. Uh, and and we're there to in, in educate all of them on industrial marketing. 
And we've been doing that all year, Nels. That's one of the things that, you know, that I have noticed that is, has been something that I've enjoyed this year is you and I having a regular touch point to step outside of the individual pieces of the work that we do and really look at our industry as a whole and look at ways that we as industrial marketers can help those other industrial marketers that are out there, whether they're on the ground floor working or they're up in the budget level thinking of ways to make their whole company better through their marketing uh, department. You know, I have really enjoyed having this time to really step outside of ourselves, Nels. Ooh, that rhymed. And and look at what's going on around us. And so, you know, I will actually start this off by saying the one of the first things and one of the biggest things I'm thankful for this year, Nels, is, is you in this podcast. I am thankful that we have gotten to do this. Uh, this yeah. has been a good thing for me. And and I think it's been a good thing for clients. And I believe it's been a good thing for the entire industry, you know, not hyperbolically. Yeah, well, thanks. I appreciate that very much. It's been a lot of fun. And and that dovetails right into the top of my list is I'm thankful for the audience. And I, you know, yes. we don't get we don't get a lot of um, direct feedback and you know, that sort of, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're not, we're not like a consumer social media site with, you know, a million followers <laughs> or anything like that. Not I get yet. It. No, no, but yet. you know, to echo your point, it is cool when we hear the topics we're we've discussed being put into use with our clients. Oh, right? that is so it fun. Is, you know, and just the other day, someone in our staff was talking about how we could attach certain values to someone who had exhibited certain behaviors and engaging with the client and, and, you know, I'm just like, hey, implicit, explicit lead scoring. Hey, it's, you know, I, it's, it's, it's just it's, and we were just talking about that. Yeah, that's right. So it, you know, so it is cool when you and we frequently steal from everybody else. Right. That's a, our, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of our a lot of our content is based on, you know, things people that we, we learn from our peers. But it's people uh, have it done is, this and people have succeeded at this. It's yeah. But it is cool when our audience is um, uh I don't know if it's necessarily putting what we talk about to use. They may well have known about it before or whatever, but it's just. No, no, they're getting it from us. So, We're leading yeah. the way now. Come on now. I, you know what? It's funny that you mentioned that as I have also seen this happen. And I, this is a thing that it, it wrapped up in this that I've been thankful for is that throughout the year, whether it's myself in a meeting or with a, in a client presentation, and it just naturally coming into fold of something that we have talked about. I will pull bits and and things that we have discussed on this show and put it into practice and watch it work. And that has also been very fun. I've I've seen other people do it or seen strategies or things that have worked or case studies of, of, of elements that have come back and shown success where I can look at it and be like, yes, what we were talking about, the information and the the community that we're building is one of value. And that made me happy. And so that was there why I go. wanted to start, start the list off on a saccharine note and say that I'm thankful for, yes, you and the show. And, and of course, and I love of that course. you included in yours, the audience. That's right. The most, the, the most important part is that we're helping the community at large of industrial marketers out there. So what else is on your list? Oh man. Okay. Here's, here's one thing. I am thankful that this year has proven that content remains King. Uh, I, in here, I'll explain what I mean by that. I, you know, I've been, 
a marketer for a while, I usually live in the inbound realms of content creation and how it's distributed. And Nels, you know, you know, those worlds. And so I am happy that as we have seen more and more eyes and focus go to the internet, go to the digital realms, go to marketing tactics that require in-depth analysis, that we haven't seen focus go away. We've actually seen long-form content and in-depth educational content do better. Uh, you know, I was reading some studies that are, uh, that are saying in 2021, companies are more noticeably seeing results from their SEO efforts and their content marketing efforts. And I can tell you, I've been in this game a while. And for a client to be able to say, yeah, content marketing and SEO are really working for us is light years away from where I've been, uh, you know, five to 10 years ago. Uh, so the idea that that content is remaining a strong force in the marketing mix is good because that's a realm that I live in. And I'm, I'm thankful that helpful educational, good quality content is still just the center crux of a good marketing strategy. Yeah. And we've tried this, the stat out before I should have it memorized, but I don't, but it's mm -hmm. about 60% of the research and in industrial buying is done before a contact is made with the company. So uh, you're there right. you go. I that think it might be higher. I think it might be in the seventies, but you're correct. So that feeds into my next item. I was about to say, and actually, well, yeah, and actually we're, we're going I'm going back and forth here. So. Yeah. So this is going to be a double dipper. I'm going to do two in a what? row here. So, okay. So well, then I get to do two yeah. next. Okay. So <laughs> yes, uh, I, I'm so thankful that ROI has become a bigger part of conversations. Yeah. Marketing. You know, it, it's the promise of years ago. It's like, well, you know, the old fashioned TV ads and print ads, you know, you didn't really know what you were getting. And and we really have seen um, case studies, real life examples of how marketing automation has allowed us to track leads and attribute revenue to specific mm -hmm. marketing efforts that you, you can show, Hey, when we did version a instead of version B, or when we took away display budget and put it into, you know, uh, add, you know, search, whatever mm -hmm. that, you know, you can adjust the tactic dials and see the results. So I'm, yeah. I'm very thankful that analytics is getting a bigger, that's, I was going to mix my metaphors, getting a bigger seat at the table uh, is, getting, <laughs> is getting a seat at the table or getting a larger piece of the allocations because ROI is uh, very real and marketing technology can be amazing if you use yes. it to its capabilities, which brings me to the next one. Okay. Well, I was going to say, before you go to the next one, I, it, you, that point makes me think of that old adage of, I waste 50% of my advertising dollars, but the problem is I don't know which 50%. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it, it, it is true. And I actually think we've referenced that on the, on the show before, but it is true to your point. We're, we're sort of emerging into a world where if you can only attribute 50% of what you're doing, it's not good enough. No, like we are no. living in a world, we are living in the uh, areas of efficiencies and technologies where that sort of stuff is not only possible, but at least in our world, Snells, and the B2B industrial marketing world is necessary and expected. If you can't tell me what 
my advertising and marketing dollars are bringing to the table, then you won't have that money. Uh, yep, so yep. I, I'm, I, I, that's a good one, Nelson. Okay. You said you had two though. Yeah. So mark, marketing technology can be amazing if you use it to its capabilities. Right. So my, oh, next yes. point, so my next point is I'm thankful that CRMs are getting the attention that they deserve as well. Right. It's you, yes. and I've used, I've used this sort of analogy a lot in the course of the past year, but manufacturers between lean, continuous improvement, whatever, they're always willing to open up the hood on their operations and take a look at how could we do things better, right? It's yep. also, you know, ERPs, you know, now are, are part of a successful strategy to streamline your inventory and your production schedule and become more yep. efficient in the office. And as companies have, opened up the hood and looked underneath at their marketing and sales operations, they have figured out that, you know what, if we do a better job of leveraging our CRM, we're going to actually be able to attribute this revenue. And we're going to be able to tell you what happened when, you know, between a qualified lead and actually mm -hmm. a deal, right? It's, you know, you can really get into looking at your close rates or getting at why deals don't close and you can find more obstacles in your process to streamline, to reduce friction. There's the, you know, CRMs are a powerful tool. And as we've seen, you know, industrial marketers, you know, industrials haven't been the fastest to embrace a lot of, yeah. you know, modern marketing technology, but we're starting to see it because it pays off. We really have. And, and I know people that have listened to, uh, we, you know, our sister podcast, uh, the industrialist and with, with James Soto have heard him talk with even people who work at HubSpot talking about the importance of the MarTech stack and marketing technology and, and what it is allowing brands and companies to, to do. I mean, and Nels to put it like, let's, we can put it into very grounded terms is as a content creator, how, cool is I I can't think of a better word how cool is it that it it you could sit down and say okay well of the blogs that I've written and of the site pages that I've written and of the white papers that I've written and of the ebooks that I've written I can tell you exactly what has performed well and how much money it's brought in for the clients that I wrote them for that's a pretty cool thing if you connect the dots the correct way, and we have entire episodes in our back catalog. And trust me, next year, we're going to be diving in deep in tech stacks and talking about some of this plumbing and piping because that is an ever increasing more and more important element is being able to connect the dots between activities and revenue and bottom line. And just as you were saying, now the ROI, I see why those work together now is having a MarTech stack and having the technology stack is, uh, is one of the things that's allowing our better understanding and better utilization of ROI tactics. Uh, I like that. Well, well grouped Nels, well grouped indeed. Thank you. I, uh, okay. Well then I guess that, that leaves it's my turn. I need to take up two though. Uh, and you know, luckily I think I have two that, that sort of work together. So one of the things that I am thankful for this year um, and one of the things that I have seen grow out of some of the, uh, the trials and the toughness of how the markets have been lately is are the recent adaptations of innovation. 
companies are really looking at ways to adapt and innovate around their offerings, around the ways they make money, around the ways they think of themselves. You know, one of the things that I remember, uh, this is a long time ago, but there were stories that that I was saying, it's like, well, why did the railroads fail? And it's like, well, because they were in the railroad business and they needed to be in the transportation business. And it was just a simple thinking of, well, we make railroads. No, you make transportation devices that get people from A to B. So if railroads are phasing out, then you need to phase into what the, you know, what it is. So I've always really enjoyed that analogy and that story. And this year, especially because of the trying times, a lot of companies have been forced into rethinking about how they do things. So looking at things like uptime as a service for maintenance companies, you know, looking at making sure that you're keeping machine, your, your value is in keeping other people's machines online and running or equipment as a service, engineering as a service, all these as a services that have been popping up are a lot of the result of people looking at their businesses, looking at the ways they make money with a critical eye and seeing the ways they can provide additional value. And that to me is exciting. Can I jump in with a relative, with a related? Yes. That's what this is all about. We threw this, we threw this one out early in the pandemic fictive, did a, a survey of 400 um, leaders in the industrial sector, a lot of mm-hmm. marketers and executives. And this was done in um, spring. It was done last May. So people were at the, the, the troughs of, mm-hmm. you know, the pandemic impacts. And it, it was like 80, 80% had already been directly impacted by the pandemic and figured more, but 91% of these executives said there are already opportunities they see coming mm-hmm. out of this. So disruption does equal opportunity. Now that's not to say, yay, disruption. No, no, of but course it's not. Right. But, but that's part of, you know, great business uh, culture is adaptability, flexibility, mm-hmm. and being opportunistic. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I've been, it's been, it's been encouraging to see because, and, and selfishly, it's given us new things as marketers to, to build narratives around, to build campaigns around, is to think of ways that we can then expand and do better as industrial marketers for the new and growing needs of the businesses that we service. Like that has been really exciting. Uh, and that's the, one of the reasons I'm thankful for. But again, I love to see people be not shifty, but, you know, crafty and agile and really, really critical about improvement. Um, you know, you and I are big advocates for the Kaizen method. We love small improvements over time. But, you know, as you said, times of pressure, times of disruption can cause some of that to speed up. And I definitely have seen that. So my second one does sort of relate to this. And it is more of built out of the times that we're in. But I've been thankful that more people and it's become more natural and inherent in our working is virtual collaboration and virtual events. Um, Seeing the trade show market get stripped and gutted in 2020 was was devastating. And especially for a lot of our clients, a lot of clients we've worked with in the past, a lot of the industrial sectors heavily, heavily rely on in-person sales gatherings and in-person conferences and in-person trade shows. And to see that in a single year just get ripped out was 
was scary was not great, <laughs> to put it mildly. And so this year, to see more virtual collaboration, virtual events, some of those conferences coming back online and having dual in-person and virtual abilities – it has been nice to not so much see things get back to normal, but see some of the normal conversations that I'm used to hearing around the industry start to happen again. And that's been a nice thing to hear is, you know, people people going to the different conferences and coming back with different learnings and people, you know, sending out uh, speaker requests. And oh, it's just been it's been nice to see Nels. Yeah, it's an evolution. You know what? And a lot of people are are acknowledging now that, you know what, we're not going back to the old world, right? The new world of trade shows is going to be different. Yes, there's still tremendous value of face-to-face networking relationships, right? The trade shows will still be there, right? Right. But they will not be the same and they'll have more visual components. And you may even have more conferences where, okay, there is a opportunity for the people who can be there, but there will be a much more robust experience for the people who can't. So, (laughs) and not for nothing, selfishly, Nels, one of the reasons I'm thankful that this has come to fruition in this year is back in January on our predictions episode of what were the trends that we think are going to happen in 2021 virtual events was one of the things that you and I said. And so I'm thankful we were right. You know, I, not for nothing. I'm thankful that that came to fruition because it was a trend that we saw that we predicted. And then it happened just as we said. So, you know, All right. kudos, hey, kudos to you. Um, to us. Well, I think, man, I think we're, we're coming to the end of our feast here. We each have, I think you've done one, two, three, but, but uh, you got like one I, or I two can give left, you, right? I got you. I'll get you one more. So, I'm, all right, I got one I'm, more for us too. Right, and this is I'm I'm going to say uh, supply chain solutions, and really this oh, again. Nice. This is well. This is where you know this is not yay. We've gone through a lot of pain to reach this point, but um, you know it's like distributors, for example, you can't just succeed any, this speaks to your innovation point. You can't just succeed anymore with inventory and price, right? How do you add value, right? This is the same for the supply chain. It was a race to the bottom. How, you know, yes, things were done more cheaply. Labor was cheaper in Asia and Mexico and other issues, but people have come to the realization that cheap is where innovation goes to die Mm-hmm. And that no matter what, we have to add value. One of the ways to add value, of course, is to reduce friction. But, you know, we're getting to the point where people understand partnerships revolve around adding value. It's not just right. cutting costs. And so distributors are seeing it, you know, upfront in their face all the time, right? How do they provide more custom solutions? How do they provide more advice? Supply chains are looking at, okay, how do we redo you know, secondary sourcing and how do we, how do we work with our partners to improve product development? You know, so the race to the bottom is over and we've, in my estimation, I'm thankful that we've turned a corner and now we are focusing again on adding value and reducing friction as opposed to just cheaper is going to be the way to go. Exactly. I mean, one of our ongoing mottos, and this is internally around where we work, but is, you know, we want people to actually improve for having worked with us, been around us, you know. And so, Nels, you and I hold that very dear to be able to say, well, the work that we have done has shown value, true real value 
to companies. And that is the idea that, you know, those moves are being made, those innovations are happening, those conversations are happening to allow companies to make those moves to see those benefits is encouraging. And I'm, and I'm thankful and I'm glad that you brought that up. I mean, it is, again, it's not us saying that it's everything is over, but it's been a tough time. And from that tough time, some the good things have sprouted. We're still working through it and we're still finding those solutions together, but it is encouraging, especially in this time, you know, this week of Thanksgiving to, to be able to say, you know what, there have been solutions that are being moved towards. And that is something that we can all be happy about. So excellent. My, my last one is actually a little bit similar to one of the ones you mentioned earlier. Uh, but, and it also relates to an episode we had a handful of weeks back. But one of the things I am thankful for is the movement towards account-based thinking when it comes to marketing in the B2B sector. Not account-based marketing as the, the buzzword, and you know we dove into that element of it a few weeks back. But the idea that as an industrial community, as industrial marketers together, we are now more focused on who are the exact people that our clients need to be working with and how can we track our communications with those people and those companies? Because again, we've mentioned it a handful of times this episode, but we are strive to provide that value. And one of the quickest ways that I have seen historically provide that value is get the exact right person at the exact right company to talk to whoever our client needs them to talk to. And so, and that relates directly Nels to your ROI conversation is this is the fastest way that we can see of saying, we know that this money was brought in by this contract from this company. And we had tracked that company. We went after that company and provided, helped provide that value. Um, and so I am very happy that we have moved in the realm of conversations of, okay, well, these content pieces that we're creating and these emails that we're creating and the site pages that we want to rank for certain keywords, how are we getting those in front of the companies and the people that need to benefit from them? And so that I am happy that those are the conversations that we've been having because uh, waste is not possible right now. Uh, marketing waste, uh, engineering waste, vision waste, and none of it's possible right now in, in the worlds and the budgets that we live in is everything has to be thought through and everything has to be strategically used. And I am glad that that we are now having the conversations of saying, okay, uh, great, you got 8 million impressions. So what? What did that do? Yep. That yep. is the world that I love to live in. And I'm glad that we are doing it more and more now. Well put. The ability to match, you know, different engagements and uh, hone our messaging more specifically, it's very powerful. So very well put. Thank you, sir. I, I man, I have I felt like we brought a lot to this feast. I feasted quite a bit on this, on this. It was a cornucopia of good ideas <laughs> and good thoughts. Yeah, um, I'm I'm kind of fired up. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's just the gravy on top of all of this. I don't I'm running out <laughs> of Thanksgiving puns, Nels. Uh, uh. Do you have any final words or final <laughs> final things to say before we wrap up for the holidays for people? You know, if you we'll put be back enough, after Thanksgiving, if, you, if you if you put it we can go back to where we started. If you put enough whipped cream on there, pumpkin pie will work, though. That so. is true. <laughs> 
That's, you know what? That is good advice. And with that, I think we can wrap. That's great advice. Whipped cream on top of it. Let's do this. Everybody, thank you, as always, for listening to an episode of the Industrial Marketer Podcast. We can't wait until the next episode. And if you can't wait until the next episode, be sure to subscribe. However you listen to podcasts, subscribe. You're going to be around your family this week at Thanksgiving. Just gather all their phones and say, hey, I'm going to put these in another room so we can have some family time. But when you're in the other room, subscribe all of them to our podcast and then come back in and say, let's do Thanksgiving and then have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you so much once again for listening to our show, for supporting this comment on social and Facebook and on on the posts online if you want us to talk about topics that you want to hear. But if you haven't already, check out industrialmarketer.com. We have a lot of articles and a lot of great, helpful advice. So until next time, thank you guys for listening. And Nels, thank you for talking with me. Thank you, Joey. Have a good one, everybody.